Welcome to the True Blue Riffcast, the number one riff tracks podcast in the world. The whole I world. Am the whole, entire world. In fact, in the entire known universe, Dave. Oh, okay. I am. I am Superfan Jeremy, and I am joined, as always, by... Hi, I'm Superfan Dave. How is everybody this day? Well, I'm good. I can't speak for anybody else out there, but... So, is it, is the weather nice where you are? Uh, it was all right today. It was a little wet I'm... this morning, but the uh, mid-60s today... I don't really nice. care. I'm, 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 I'm making small talk. So. Fine. Fine, Dave. <laughs> Fine. Uh, uh, yeah, that was our new theme song back there a minute ago, uh, Rock Till You Die by Songwriter X and Skeleton Band. Make sure you uh, head on over to YouTube and check them out. You can hear the full version of that song or anything else that they've done, and they've got quite a bit of songs over there. And uh, we love the uh, Skeleton people. Sure do. Uh, just want to thank them again for letting us use that song. Rock but, uh, Till You Die. <laughs> so did you have a good week, Dave? I did. I actually... Uh... In the previous podcast, I said that um, when I was talking like Eeyore, I um, was uh, in a steel cage match for the first time, but it was actually a training match. There was no crowd there. Yesterday at our uh, wrestling show here in Utah, we actually did our first or my it was my first steel cage match. But every match on the show was inside our steel cage and the crowd was just on fire, was popping, and everything was great. It was a lot of fun. Um, I had a, it was, it was definitely a night to remember for me. So that's what's been going on with me. What about you, Jeremy? Uh, I have a stray cat in my basement. It just came walking up to our door when we opened it to go outside to grab something. And uh, we're gonna try and find, uh, see if we can't find its owners. So yeah, that's what's been going on with me. <laughs> <laughs> you have a cat. Uh, well, <gasps> wait a minute. What? what? Okay. No. Question. No. 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 You know it's coming. <laughs> if it starts talking, it if doesn't it starts talk. talking, will you keep it? No, because it only talks once. Yeah, but I mean, but then it's like it's a it's a magic cat. It's gonna it's gonna fix all your problems. Well, and hey, at least if it gets hit by a car, it'll come right back to life, right? Let's just put like that. Uh, that you messed up. You you knew what I where I was going. Like right as. <laughs> <laughs> Can't put anything by me, Dave. <laughs> oh, Duffy. Uh, uh, see, now I want to talk about a talking cat. Not yet, Dave. Uh, fact, but we will be talking about Ice Cream Man today, winner of our listener poll last week. I'm very excited about that. We'll be talking about the newest Rift Tracks release, Contamination, and we'll be taking a look at the short Play Safe. But... Mm-hmm. First, let's take a look at the weekend box office. Surprise, surprise, the number one movie of the weekend. What do you think it is, Dave? Is it going to be something where it's going to make me want to go kill somebody? Probably not, but it is oh, the Joker. So took that in. looks really good. I'm, I'm hearing nothing but really good things. I'm, I'm probably going to see this in the theater. I think it looks really fascinating. It does look good. It looks like a like a interesting departure from the normal way of doing things. And it does look interesting, but... But what movies did Joker murder gruesomely at the box office? Abominable, that DreamWorks kids film thing, only took in $12 million this week. Oh, only. Oh, yeah. gosh, the movies are messing up this year. <laughs> uh, Downton Abbey... Hustlers and It Chapter Two rounding out the uh, the top five. Yeah, let's you know, like you said, movies are kind of a lot of them that should be doing better are kind of bombing. 
uh, not doing as well as, as they were expected to. You know, I, I think it goes back again to Avengers, like yeah. kind of like a burnout for this year. But you know, that's that's it. I mean, the offend the Avengers, the whole Infinity Saga, that whole thing is is done now. Yeah. See now, like the, let's talk MCU's about MCU yeah. still going, but you know, like we're getting the Eternals and Shang Chi, and and you know, yes, eventually another Doctor Strange and Thor and Spider Man and stuff like that. But, but like, it's we're not going to be off, the same. No, yeah. we're starting off in kind of a weird. Uh, a weird, a weird area here because Avengers is is effectively done for now. Star Wars, the whole like original saga, will be wrapping up this mm-hmm. year. Uh, the whole story of the Skywalker family will be over. Like officially, it will be over. Um, like there's not much else to look forward to. You know, Game of Thrones is done. Yeah, Game of Thrones. We were talking about this before. So we have the uh, we have the MCU. Like the uh, the how everyone's already known it, you know, uh, with Iron Man and Thor and Captain America. Really, Thor is the only one left over. And Rift Tracks has done all of those. Yeah. Go back and get all those great riffs from RiftTracks.com. Um, it's almost like they're hitting like a soft reset on that. Yeah. See, now with Star Wars, I'm not really sure if I buy. I mean, like, I'm sure they're going to be wrapping everything up for the sequel trilogy and they're going to bring in elements that kind of like bring everything to a close, I guess. I'm not sure if I really, in fact, I know that I don't. I'm pretty sure at some point there's going to be episodes 10 through 12. That's going to happen in our lifetime. It may take another 10 years, but they're going to bring it back around. But you are right. For the sequel trilogy, for kind of like everything that um, has been going on since Disney got, since Disney bought Lucasfilm seven years ago, everything's wrapping up there. And also Game of Thrones ended earlier this year. So you have kind of like the holy trinity of, you know, like nerd culture right there. And uh, I got to ask going into 2020, into the new decade, what are people going to be mad about? (laughs) Well, there's that Lord of the Rings prequel series that's coming out on Amazon. I didn't even know that existed until you told me about it. I mean, there's still the Black Widow movie that's that's happening. Prequels. And if the reaction, Prequels. if the reaction to that is anything like what we had for uh, for the the previous female-led Captain uh, Captain Marvel in the MCU, then that that'll be that'll be plenty for people to get upset about. Yeah. Okay. Now, Captain Marvel. You know, I kind of changed my tune a little bit about Captain Marvel. I don't think it's a bad movie, uh, although at the same time, it's just kind of unremarkable. But then again, I don't really think it was made for me. So I'm probably yeah. like the wrong kind of audience for it. So um, I don't know. It's just, just like it just kind of rubbed me the wrong way the first time I saw it, mainly because it like pushed all the wrong nostalgia buttons. But it's just like pushing Blockbuster. Like, hey, remember Blockbuster? Remember payphones? Remember Guns N' Roses? Remember all this stuff? Huh? Remember we're in the 90s. That's what annoyed the crap out of me about that movie. <laughs> Not any of the other stuff people were complaining about. Is that it's just like, oh my gosh, shut up, you know? <laughs> with the with the retro, we get it. It's the '90s. I remember, but no, I don't think Captain Marvel's a terrible movie. But I'm just thinking there's going to be some kind of there's got to be some kind of pop culture reset yeah. in the new decade. And I'm just I'm just curious to to find out like like what's going to take up the mantle, you know, like what's going to be the next game of Thrones or the next breaking bad or the next big movie thing. 
because, you know, we didn't have Star Wars for 10 years. TV is kind of barren. I mean, Netflix, their original programming, with the exception of maybe Stranger Things. I mean, House of Cards kind of. <laughs> yeah, that, that died. Yeah, that was that went strong until it didn't. Until yeah, a certain, I mean, a certain actor decided that he was going to do bad things. Yeah, and then... Um, Supposedly, allegedly, allegedly. Yeah, allegedly, yeah. Um, can, can you believe it's been almost 10 years since Lost ended? Really? Yeah. Wow, that's... That's, that's crazy. crazy. That's a... Yeah. That was, that was the last big TV, like actual normal TV thing. It's so much has changed in the last decade. I mean, you could argue that Breaking Bad... Uh, and maybe, maybe to a lesser extent, Dexter, but I don't even know about that. But like, um, in the last 10 years, it was, it was House of Cards, Breaking Bad, Game of Thrones. Yeah. And now those are all, I mean, Breaking Bad's been done for a while. Well, technically it's not if you, if you really want to. Oh, I mean, the new, with the new movie comes out next week for it. That's going to be, uh, I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. Or um, this week, I guess. Yeah, it comes out so, this week, the 11th, I think, yeah. I'm excited for that. I just want to see what happened to Jesse. Even, yeah, that's been, and even that's been six years since that was, uh, since that ended. But it's going to be interesting to see, you know, after after Rise of Skywalker, it's basically going to be like a pop culture Blake slate. Like, yeah. who's going to step up? I mean, there's, there's still some stragglers. Like, somehow The Walking Dead is still going, even though... <laughs> Yeah, even I honestly, I don't anybody no who cares. watches, yeah, nobody watches it anymore. Yeah. I half of the people that I work with used to watch it, and some of my closest friends used to watch it all the time. And like with the last season, I asked them if they were still watching it, and they hadn't. They just they gave up on it. They and they they loved the universe and everything, you know, the world building that they did, and but they just they just gave up on it, like pretty much everybody else. I'm surprised that it's still on. Honestly, well, and both of them because they have Fear the Walking Dead and the regular Walking Dead. What's the difference between the Walking Dead and Fear the Walking Dead? Uh, the other one's like out on the West Coast, <laughs> and it's like like the regular Walking Dead series is is based off of the comic. The other one is just set in the universe. Well, I suppose that's enough talking about stuff that we can't possibly predict. Like what, like what's going to be like you know, let like we have some kind of crystal ball. <laughs> Well, I don't even know, you know, what's like currently on there. I don't, there's nothing that that's really has my interest uh, anymore, you know. You know, um, has my interest, mm. and I'm going to watch right after this. I talk a talking cat. cat. Well, let's move on now. Take a look at our short reviews of Rift Track Shorts. Yes! Today, we are going to be taking a look at Play Safe. Uh, now, this one has some interesting history here. It was released for purchase on May 22nd, 2019, so not that long ago. It originally premiered with The Five Doctors back on August 17th of 2017. The Lost so, Live Show. The Lost Live Show. It took a while for this one to be released, uh, but this version is the live show version. I always love it when they do that, too. Um, that way we can kind of relive some of the live shows that we haven't seen in a really long time that they don't release on VOD. Yeah, like uh, you know, Anaconda or The Five Doctors, which didn't yeah, or, even get or, or Soapy, just to decide here, the uh, the Soapy short that they released for Mothra was the was a live show that I was at. And I like watching that because it's just like 
it's like nostalgia for me. Like it's, it's especially, <laughs> it was like really cool to be able to see that again. Yeah. So I kind of hope they do more of that. Yeah. But this one, like I said, this one's a weird case because we don't even uh, have an MP3. We don't even have an MP3. And I know it's some weird legal thing with the BBC and, and that's, you know, the extent of our knowledge about it. Really. That's all we We're know. We're not going to there. speculate. <laughs> no, no, we, we can't really speculate, but let's, let's just focus on the actual short play safe is a British uh, PSA that they did about playing around <laughs> electrical wires and substations. I actually sent this one to them uh, in 2016. I like to, I like to think that this is my fault that they did this, but this one is uh, it's, it stars a animated owl and an animated Robin. Interestingly enough, the Robin was voiced by Bernard Cribbins, who has further connections to Rift Tracks because he was uh, one of the companions of Doctor Who from one of the weird movie versions that they did, Daleks Invasion Earth, uh, 2150 AD. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of interesting. And he, he was also a, everybody should go out and get. By the yes, way, yes. Oh my gosh, yeah. both of those with uh, Peter Cushing. Those are both uh, outstanding riffs. And uh, if you if you like any weird sci-fi stuff, even if you don't like the actual television Doctor Who stuff. Um, these are still really good. And you don't have to have any knowledge of that. to. to no, you really don't. Because, because they're they not really, really connected. Yeah. 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 But this this was originally broadcast in three parts on TV, and then they, they had it together uh, in a 10-minute video for uh, airing in the classroom for, for showing the kids. But so there's, there's a part about uh, kids playing with uh, kites, and stuff near, <laughs> God. Oh my gosh, near power lines. Uh, there's like a pylon there, and they, the kite hits the 132,000 volt pylon, and uh, the kid receives a shock. Thankfully, it was only a shock. He was only badly burned and didn't die. Yeah, unlike, he was going to be traumatized for the rest of his life. Unlike poor Jimmy, who throws a frisbee into a substation. And uh, goes in to do so at uh, at his uh, sister Amy's request. She bugs him basically until he goes in there. And uh, he climbs up and he grabs it. And uh, yeah, he did. <laughs> I couldn't believe they killed that kid. <laughs> and they, they literally, they go from that and they cut to like a radio talking about how the boy was killed instantly by... 66,000 volts and children must stay away from substations and oh my gosh it's you know what would have saved him <laughs> what guardiana <laughs> yeah she would have stopped him from going in there yeah oh also yes. a talking cat duffy might have warned him against it maybe <laughs> duffy really? might have also talked him into going in there it's like kid you may not want to go and throw that frisbee out today go take a walk in the woods <laughs> Trust me on this. I'm a talking cat. Nom, 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 nom. But yeah, this one is, uh, it's an amazing short. It's its a lot more intense than we normally get. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, that, that that might be a bit of an understatement, but uh, this one is definitely, it's definitely an essential. Like, go spend the 99 cents on it and don't even think twice about doing it. Just just go buy it. It's a dollar. It. I haven't seen it's it. It's a dollar, like, you cheapskates. If you if you somehow missed the live show, and uh, and you just never saw this one after that, go spend go spend ninety nine cents plus tax wherever you are, 
and buy it and watch it and laugh and enjoy uh, 10 minutes of your time. And that's it for shorts, right? Yes, yes. Now we're going to go from the shorts to the not-so-shorts and take a look at this week's new VOD, Contamination. Oh, my God. <laughs> A.K.A. Alien Contamination. Well, it's a good thing this, they took out the word alien. This, this movie is kind of interesting because it kind of rips off the movie Alien, but then it almost seems like some of the stuff uh, gets ripped off by the movie Aliens from this <laughs> movie. Like, uh... <laughs> like, I watched this and I was in disbelief at some of the things that I was seeing. Contamination is from 1980. It's a wonderful Italian science fiction horror film. Oh, by the way, it was done by the guy who directed Star Crash. And on the yeah. Wikipedia page, on the Wikipedia page for this movie, it says after the success <laughs> of Star Crash, the success of Star Crash? What? what? Yeah. It's funny because they, um, his producer actually went and saw Alien and then came to this guy and said, hey, make something like this. So but, stomach's uh, exploding. They had to place it on Earth. They, they kept the ideas of the alien eggs and uh, a large creature. And uh, yeah, the alien Cyclops. Okay. So this movie, uh, they they find this ship, and in the uh, what the New York Harbor. And I'm sick of stuff being in New York. I like, <laughs> now can I just can I just throw my hat in that ring for just a second, people? If you're making a a post-apocalyptic movie in the '80s, I'm tired of seeing New York City. Okay, I'm sick of it. Put it someplace else. Yeah, they, they find a, a, an abandoned ship, um, which what they thought well, was filled with large containers of coffee, and instead it was these green eggs, uh, even though we find out that they're not actually eggs and they're more like a pus sack. Um, <laughs> more like a pus sack. <laughs> even even really though the scientist, the scientist who says that, literally in the same like thing where she's describing them, calls them eggs again right after that. <laughs> Uh, so these these pus sacks as pus the, sacks. that's that's the only way I that's the only way I'm gonna refer. We're to really gonna go. Uh, we're we're really gonna go for the rest of the podcast. We're gonna have to say pus sacks several times. Okay, that's fine. And I hope it makes some of you very uncomfortable because it makes making me uncomfortable. It's like so the word moist. You've already succeeded. Uh, but they they're filled with this goo that if it touches you makes you explode. It makes like, you explode. Your your whole stomach, and chest, and torso, everything just right off of your body. Uh, now, when they're when they're showing this to, to uh, the other scientists and stuff in the lab, they they pull out some of the goo from one of the pus sacks and they inject it into a rat, and the rat explodes. Now, okay. I know that they probably didn't actually kill a rat for this. But it looks like they actually killed a rat for this. Like, it's very convincing that it was an actual rat that exploded. So I, I'm I'm almost certain that they didn't actually do that. You but, know what? Hey, props I'm to them for. I'm gonna call BS, Jeremy. I'm gonna say that you actually think that they blew up a rat, and that you're lying to us right now. That that you're this concerned. No one is this concerned without actually. Uh, 
believing that, yeah, they definitely blew up a rat. <laughs> hey, you just you, you can't ever tell with these older movies, man. Yeah. Anyway, they they are trying to figure out where these pus sacks are coming from, and uh, they find out, you know, they find like a warehouse full of them, and they go in, and there's like these three guys in there, and they rather than being taken by these uh, these soldiers that are trying to get them, they turn and they shoot one of the pus sacks, and uh, they explode because the stuff gets on them after shooting it. And, you know, they're at first they're smiling and then they're screaming in pain as they're exploding all over the place. Uh, but they figure out that the pus sacks came from Mars after sending these two astronauts up there. And they find one of them and, and he talks about what happens and they just think he's crazy. <laughs> but then uh, they talk to the other guy and uh, it turns out that you know, they figure out he's lying because he's super well in his statement, the video statement, he's super calm and collected about it. And, and, Oh yeah, absolutely nothing happened up there. And this guy just went crazy. And then, you know, turns out that the other guy is being controlled by an alien Cyclops. What? Uh, That's pretty decent monster. I gotta say. Yeah. I liked the alien Cyclops. I, I, I kind of dug it a little bit like, uh, they, it shows the alien Cyclops eating a dude. <laughs> and, like... I just thinking about how it ate that guy. And, like, it, it like, chomps him up, man. It's, it was... It kind of reminded me... It kind of reminded me of uh, if Audrey 2 from Little Shop of Horrors ate people more like spaghetti. You could tell that this thing was not even remotely human. Oh my gosh. It was it was it was outstanding. Like it was so it was executed perfectly. Like, like roller gator is more convincing. Oh, <laughs> uh, it was yeah, this movie, man, there was whew. it was uh oh, I mean what else could you say about it really? Pus sacks. Pus sacks. I'm gonna say pus sacks. Pus sack. <laughs> uh, they made some great jokes with that too. Like when one of them exploded, I think it was Bill yelled out, "It's Yoshi!" It's Yoshi. I enjoyed that one. Um, there, there was a good Simpsons reference with the uh, the alien Cyclops about uh, how after Kang got elected president, Kodos yeah. Yeah. go. Oh, was that. It was so good. Uh, so you know, thanks for that one, Connor. Anytime it's like Garfield or Simpsons, you know it's Connor. <laughs> or uh, Dark Tower, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's interesting. I was looking up other things that uh, Luigi Cozy, I'm assuming, yeah. was, uh, directed. And, uh, of course, he did his own uh, giant shark movie called Monster Shark. Yeah. But he also they did a little go. movie. I don't know why. I don't know why. <laughs> Anytime, for some reason... Every time I hear Monster Shark, I think of it being sung like Baby Ghost. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Monster Shark. Monster Shark. Baby uh, Ghost. Three years after uh, he directed Contamination, he did a little movie with Lou Ferrigno uh, for Canon Films Canon called Films. Hercules. Dave, what are you playing with? Nothing. What do you, what do you mean? 
this uh this hercules movie is one of the weirdest versions of hercules i've ever seen does he uh, throw like a lion into space or something he he like punches a bear into space okay yeah. and it turns it turns into uh, ursa major <laughs> welcome yes. back to the edit everybody uh but he fights <laughs> this big i don't know if it's supposed to be like a robot scorpion or what but it's very obviously a wind-up toy like where like the whole side of legs moves opposite the other and it's like just superimposed into the background like he's fighting it it's amazingly terrible and i think that uh, rift track should uh, should do it and i know we don't really do that often on here but i'm doing it now <laughs> and i think that uh, rift tracks uh you need to do this uh this uh, hercules movie yeah you're throwing but, your yeah, weight down yeah, yeah, my weight, whatever, whatever little I. Yeah, have. yeah, whatever, whatever weight we have, yeah. Yeah, contamination is quite the, uh, quite the flick. I wasn't, I, I knew it was gonna be weird, but I was not expecting as many exploding people as I got to see in this movie. <laughs> Boom! Like five in the first <laughs> ten minutes. There's a lot. There's a lot, and it. You know what? For uh, a movie released in 1980. It was pretty decent, like, as far as the effects went. Uh, decent. Not good, but decent. Like, they, they pulled off what they were going for. Like I said, oh, I yeah. wasn't sure about that rat. I mean, obviously, they didn't actually kill a rat, I think. <laughs> You're still not entirely sure. I'm not. I'm. Which means you absolutely believe that they killed a rat. <laughs> they might have. They definitely <laughs> might have. Like... I don't know. Now, this one also has a very interesting soundtrack by The Goblin. The Goblin? Goblin. Yeah. What are you um, talking about? The Goblin? Yeah, that's the band that did the soundtrack. The Goblin. Oh, is, oh, oh, weren't they in the credits? That's right. They What's did the their soundtrack? greatest hit? I don't know. They did the soundtrack for Suspiria. S- Suspiria? Yeah, from the from, from from the legendary producing team of of Light Blast. <laughs> I'm making that up. Google it. And Haunted Ween. Oh God, that soundtrack was definitely not by the Goblin. <laughs> that um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's been it's, two it's... years since we saw that movie, and we 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 still can't get over it. No. It... <laughs> It doesn't. It doesn't help, you know, that I rewatched it a few times since then. What? <laughs> they took it down off uh, off YouTube. I can't find it again. But no, I still want. I still want the DVD. Does it Just... cost like a million dollars? No, it's it's nineteen ninety nine. Oh well, I don't know if it's worth that. But... It might be. It might be. If you go to hauntedween.com, you can buy it. Yeah. And. I'm afraid of malware coming from that thing. <laughs> but yeah, the the soundtrack, there's there's a great part in there um where it's it's during a driving scene and the the music starts and it's just like this. It's a very recognizable riff. At least it sounds like a very recognizable riff and they call it out immediately. Um or it sounds like uh 9 to 5 is trying to start playing. You know, a, a couple of times this movie reminded me of like you would like cut to a a long shot of the highway and I th- would think that Psychotronic Man was was starting. Yeah, it did. There were certain scenes that kind of had that feel to it. 
That's kind of all I have. <laughs> yeah, that's about all I have, too. So I guess we'll move on to the winner of our listener poll. <laughs> yeah. Last week, we put up uh, our brand new, sparkly new listener poll with three three new choices on it. I think I could say new a couple more times. We had Ruby, Ice Cream Man, and the House, House on Sorority Row. I was surprised when Ice Cream Man won, honestly. Yeah, I mean, it was kind of close. The one that w- came in second was, like, what was it, Ruby? Ruby, yeah. Yeah. Which, I, I got to be honest, I was kind of hoping it would have been Ruby. Um, not that well, I don't like Ice that, Cream actually, Man. Yeah, but yeah so, so we'll have we'll have a new a new movie in there to compete against Ruby in the House and Sorority Row. We'll bring that up at uh, towards the end of the episode here. But first, let's dig in to Ice Cream Man. Ice Cream starring, Man, Ice Cream Man. Starring Clint Howard. Starring Clint Howard. Uh, starring he was Clint in, Howard. He was in Apollo 13. He was in a lot of things. Yeah, he's actually, I've, I've heard he's actually a very nice man. I enjoy it any time that he pops up in a movie. No, but no. yeah, Ice Cream I, Man. Oh, this was uh, a very low budget. <laughs> wasn't it directed? Wasn't it a director, a porno director before he before he made this? And to be like, I'm going to make something that uh, is um, that is respectable or some dumb, some I'm, dumb crap like that. I'm looking it up right now. I'm pretty sure that's the lore. Uh, let's see. Yes, <laughs> I think that was uh, that was a pretty accurate lore there, Dave. So yeah, so he got he so, got his career started making uh, porn. Welcome back from the edit, everybody. You're not gonna hear what what we just found <laughs> out about this dude. Well, uh, yes, the director for Ice Cream Man did indeed start directing uh, porn, and then he moved on to other stuff. Apparently, after that. Uh, he kind of directed under a couple different names. Um, I feel like this is again with a talking cat. I feel like this <laughs> is like it's very similar uh-huh. to um, what's what's the name of the doofus that directed a talking cat and David, uh, Summerhouse. David uh, DiCato. Yeah, so it's kind of going off in that direction. Yeah, a little bit. Um, so I'm not I'm not gonna look into this anymore. Just because I don't really want to. Uh, the writers are the same guys who who wrote and directed Wedding Crashers and Fred Claus. What? One yeah. of those movies is really good. The other one is garbage. I know. Fred Claus is great. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Ice Cream Man. Uh, Clint Howard is a deranged man who recently gets out of a, uh, a psych hospital. And he opens up an ice cream factory where oh, he has oh, this oh, secret oh, ingredient. Yeah, yeah, which is people, right? Yes. Yeah. Soil ingredients people. Let's not forget that he saw an ice cream man get gunned down gangland style in like suburban San Diego. Yes, that uh, that's how the movie started uh, with a black and white flashback where, he, yeah, he, he witnesses the, the murder of the, uh, the ice cream man. Aw. Yeah, that and that's never explained. Like what? What? <laughs> it's just, yeah. Like you know, he was like, he's like Ice Cream Man, Batman. Like that was his Martha was the Ice Cream Man that got gunned down right in front of him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's what that's what triggered him. But uh, he goes on and uh, he 
puts parts of the people that he killed in the ice cream uh, as first evidence when he's getting um, some ice cream for the uh, police officers. One of them played by Jan Michael Vincent. <laughs> Welcome back from the edit, everybody. <laughs> yeah, he, he's scooping up some ice cream and it's like chocolate ice cream and there's like a, a big eyeball in it or something. And uh, it's it's kind of gross. <laughs> but I honestly, my favorite part of this whole movie is how hard they tried not to say hand-scooped ice cream or just regular ice cream, and instead they call it hard pack. Hard pack. Where the hell they came up with this hard pack thing? Hard pack, yeah. It's I, hard I, pack. No, yeah, Is it some kind it was, of ice cream jargon? I mean, come on. It's... I don't know if it was just the director going back to his porn days or what, but Ew. like... I, you know, I've never heard it referred to as hard pack. I used to work in an ice cream place years ago. It was never called. There was there was hand scooped or hand dipped or just plain ice cream. Hand dipped sounds gross, but not it's not as bad as hard pack. No, it's not as bad as hard pack. And of course, every time they say hard pack, it makes me think of hard tack. Like it, it takes my brain to a weird place, I think. But I don't understand the whole hard pack thing. It's just weird. You want to know what what stuck what sticks out to me in this movie is that um, the kids, you know how they try to do like the Stephen King style, hey, stand by me, or like the kids from It, <laughs> or you know, to, you know, just be like, hey, look at us, we're BFFs forever, and we're gonna fight off. Nothing can ever come between us, right? And that bullcrap. They try so hard to like fat shame a kid who isn't even fat. No, he's, he's not just wearing a pillow. It's just so obvious <laughs> what's happening is that they just put a pillow. They couldn't even hire a real fat kid. Yeah. But there's plenty of them. Not even not even a husky kid. They just get yeah. a regular kid and put a pad up in his shirt to make him it's, look. <laughs> Welcome back from the edit, folks. We didn't even we didn't even have to do that. <laughs> Because I stopped myself. Uh, uh, it's basically... <laughs> no, it's like... It's so weird, man. Just like hire a fat kid. It'll yeah. be fine. <laughs> yeah, okay. Now, what do you think is the better uh, the better bad movie between the two, Dave? Uh, Jack Frost or Ice Cream Man? You know, I was going to bring this up if you didn't. Which is the better bad movie? Well, I think I mean if, I mean Ice Cream Man is basically Jack Frost for the summertime. Right? Yeah, yeah, I've said that in the past. Yeah, and I think I you know I think that analogy still holds up, but I think as far as we we could go one of two ways we could go which one's a better movie and which one's a better bad movie to kind of like have fun with. I think the answer to both of them is Ice Cream Man because I go back to Ice Cream Man all the time and I just like love having a lot of fun watching it and you know it's actually you know for all the uh for all the guff we give it so we don't have to use a sensor bleep guff <laughs> for all for the hard time that we give it it's you know there's a lot of technical aspects of it that are actually very competent i haven't watched jack frost in a long time because jack frost just annoys the the crap out of me honestly <laughs> Hey, it's better than the Michael Keaton Jack Frost. I've never seen that, but I believe you. You know, 
I think that Ice Cream Man comes from a more genuine place. Jack Frost was trying to be something that it wasn't. It was like, you know, Jack Frost thinks it's super hilarious when it's not. Like, uh, yeah, I, I, all I the quips that. in it. I can see my house from up here. It's like, <laughs> that doesn't even have anything to do with being a snowman. Right. I don't know, dude. Ice Cream Man all the way. Between that and Jack Frost, I just think Ice Cream Man is, you know, my favorite word, more charming than uh, Jack Frost is. Because Jack Frost is just terrible. Yeah. I I had seen both of them before. Uh, they were Rift. And even then, I I always liked Ice Cream Man more. Oh, it also has David Warner in it for five seconds. <laughs> oh, also... Lots of adultery in this movie. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. ton of it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a great subject matter for a uh, for, for a movie that literally stars children. <laughs> yeah. And, and and honestly, for for the uh, as far as the killing, it's it's pretty tame. Yeah. Oh, well, except for somebody gets killed. Somebody gets killed with a waffle iron. <laughs> Well, yeah, there's that. But, I mean, overall, for, you know, a horror movie. Yeah, it is pretty, it is pretty, um, you know, it's not like Final Destination. Let's put it that way. It's not like Contamination. Yeah. Uh, imagine imagine if they shared a universe and he started using the pus sacks to make his ice cream. Yeah, gross. Then everybody who eats the ice cream just explodes. Yeah. Yeah, Ice Cream Man's pretty good. It's it's definitely definitely it, worth your time to watch the riff of it. It's one of my faves. If if we're talking about 2018, 2018 was a, had a lot of great surprises in it, and I think Ice Cream. I mean, we have. I've been talking about Talking Cat this entire podcast, even though we have not talked about a Talking Cat at any point <laughs> in this. It has not been a topic of discussion, but I can't stop bringing it up for some reason. We also had Spiker, uh, House on Sorority Row, The Invasion of the Animal People. Um, and these are just the ones that are coming to me right off the top of my head. Ready Player One, screw that movie. <laughs> um, Ice Cream Man is definitely, you know, in the pantheon of great, great 2018 uh, Rift Tracks entries. And I have, you know, I still think about it. It's a lot of fun. I really do love Ice Cream Man quite a bit. So go buy it if, yeah, uh, if you haven't yet. Ten bucks, check yeah. it out. It's definitely worth the ten bucks. Hundred percent worth your money. There will not be a part of this movie, this riff that you do not enjoy for your ten dollars. So, uh, listener poll. Yes, listener poll. Uh, as mentioned prior, uh, Ruby and the House on Sorority Row will both remain on the poll, and we will be adding Voodoo, Voodoo Man, Man. two thousand nine yeah. standard. Another uh, Halloweenish film for uh, from, this, this October. From the pre-VOD era VODs of 2009, Voodoo. Yeah, Man. way back in the day, ten, yep. ten years ago. Ten years ten, ago. Yeah, that's crazy. I remember, I remember getting. I remember when Voodoo Man first came out, and I bought it for. It was just like, wow, ten dollars. It came out. Uh, about I think a week after Planet of Dinosaurs, and I watched them both in Japan. Neat. Yeah, no <laughs> context. Full stop. <laughs> next week, currently is the plan for next week, next episode of the podcast, we are going to have somebody who works for Rift Tracks on the podcast. Ooh. 
Yeah. Our, our first official guest. I'm pretty it's sure like, it's also somebody whose name we've mentioned on the show before. Yeah, more than once. So, but yeah, so so we're we are both super excited about that. Mm-hmm. We're very much looking forward to it, and uh, I think it'll be a lot of fun. We might have a little bit longer than usual of an episode next week. So uh, just remember when you're voting for Ruby, House on Sorority, or Voodoo Man, we might be talking to a member of the Rift Track staff while we're talking about this movie. So keep that in yeah. mind. Yeah. As, as long as uh, nothing changes, yeah. as of right now, we will have our first guest next week. Plans are always fluid. Yes. Card is subject to change. And that's why I'm not going to say who it's supposed to be. Yeah. Because it'll be a surprise. And no, it's not Margo. Yeah. Oh, sorry, Margo. We should have Margo on the podcast. We should have Margo on the podcast. I know she wants to be on the podcast. Oh, well, then let's have Margo. I'm inviting you on the podcast. Just just so the listeners know, uh, we do plan on on having some other guests who are not necessarily people who work for Rift Tracks, but other members of the fandom. People who are as awesome as us. Yeah. Well, I don't know about that. <laughs> they might be close. Yeah. Definitely not as awesome as me, the person who's ranked number one on RiffTracks.com. You know what? I'm just I'm just gonna say I, uh, that doesn't impress me. Doesn't impress uh, me. Doesn't impress me. I can hear the the steam coming off the head over there. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's gonna do it for this week. Uh, don't forget to head over to YouTube, check out Songwriter X and the Skeleton Band, or you can click on the link that's going to be in the episode description below or wherever it is on whatever platform you're listening to us on, whether it's iTunes or iHeartRadio or TuneIn Radio or Spotify or Spreaker or Google or any of those things. But I'm Jeremy. You can find me at pbandawesome.com. You can find me on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter at pbandawesome. You can send me emails at jeremy at trueblueriffcast.com, and you can follow the podcast on Twitter at tbriffcast. And I'm Dave Chadwick, a.k.a. Sugar Ray Dodge. Check me out on the web at SugarRayDodge.com. Send me emails at Dave at TrueBlueRiffCast.com. And that's going to do it for us this week. We will see you guys next time. Laters. Oh